Hey, 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 or should I say ho, 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 it is beginning to look a lot like Christmas out there, especially during that awesome Broncos game yesterday playing in the snow. But hey, that's not Kidman talk. This is Carl Bastian coming to you from Kidology.org, and I'm delighted to spend a little more time with you today equipping and encouraging you. Our topic is the Bible and fun and engaging ways to help kids learn to master their Bibles, all right? Our sponsor today is the Great Adventure Trading Cards. I'll tell you a little bit more about that. Created by a Kidology member to engage his kids and their parents in learning the Bible. It's pretty awesome. So, whatever you're doing, whether you're driving or walking around or working or sitting at your computer, make yourself comfortable and let's get ready to talk Kidman. You know, as children's pastors, children's leaders, whether you're in charge of the whole thing or in charge of a classroom, one of your greatest responsibilities is very simple. It is to help kids learn to use their Bibles. You know, and sometimes, and I think in all the amazing, incredible, awesome resources and curriculums and teaching resources and props and everything, we sometimes can lose sight of our basic responsibilities. You know, it's kind of like in sports when they say back to the basics. And um, so as I've begun working on a new ministry and I've been there now about six months and I have wanted to podcast, sometimes I think I have so much to talk about, I don't know what to talk about. And so I decided, you know what, I just need to start talking about what I'm doing this week, what I'm learning this week, what I'm wrestling with this week, and kind of just let you join with me and learn with me as we do this thing together called children's ministry. And one of the first things I began to notice is how the kids at my church really didn't know how to use their Bibles. I mean, when I see kids going to the table of contents to look up a Bible verse, now that's not a bad thing. If that's what they have to do, that's what they have to do. But they need to learn how to find their books of the Bible. And so I made it one of my goals that I want these kids to memorize the books of the Bible. I want them to be able to navigate the Bible because that is a lifelong skill that is going to far outlast my own personal ministry to them. And it's going to equip them to look up verses, you know, during a sermon or when someone's sharing something with them. And it's so important that they know how to navigate their Bibles. And so that's that's a passion. Another thing I did, and that's our sponsor for today, is I started using the Great Adventure cards. Now, there's lots of great Bible trading cards out there that'll have cool pictures and summaries of Bible stories. But what's unique about the Great Adventure cards is that, yes, kids get these cool cards, and they can trade them, and they get them for coming, bringing a friend, bringing their Bible, answering questions and things. But the cards are all part of different series. There's a Joseph series, and an Easter series, and a Christmas series. And, and as they trade these cards, they try to collect complete series. And then there is a question on every card that comes from the topic of that series. And they're different lengths. Some are nine cards, some are four cards. But if they can answer the question that's on the card 
for the, each card for the whole series, then they get a prize. Now, the key is these questions are not really obvious, but they are easy if you look up the Bible reference that's included on the card. So over the years, as I have gone to families' homes, I've loved seeing a bundle of these cards, rubber banded, on the kitchen table where parents with the Bibles can help the kids look up these questions, learn the answers, so that they can turn those cards in and be rewarded. And it's gotten kids into the Word of God. So we're doing this um, at The Rock. The kids are enjoying it. We've got a poster in the back of the room so kids can go up and hold up the cards they got and see which series they're a part of and which cards they're missing and, and they can trade with each other. And it's it's a pretty cool thing. And so that's, that's just one way to get kids excited about the Bible. Well, I took the month of November and I like to take one month a year and really focus on practical Bible skills. Now, if you're familiar with Disciple Town, that is the kids' church curriculum from Disciple Land that I had the blessing of getting to write for them. I gave it to them, and then they made it awesome with PowerPoints and and all kinds of, um, you know, just made it really even better than what I had submitted to them. And so there's several series in there. One is how to use the Bible. One's how to memorize the Bible. Uh, there's one on how to study the Bible. There's one on navigating the New Testament, navigating the Old Testament. And my plan is to do one of those every fall as as a reason to, to work on honing those skills. So we're not always do, doing topical things. And I really don't like curriculums that focus on behavior because my goal is not to create good kids as much as I love good kids. But a virtue focus um, really to me is a distraction from what our job really is. Given to us at the Great Commission, not only to go into the world and make disciples and baptize them, name the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, but then to teach them to obey everything that Jesus commanded his disciples. And in order for kids to do that at a lifelong basis, there are basic disciple skills that they need to have. And one of those primary skills is knowing how to use the Word of God. So they're not always dependent on a leader up front opening up the Word of God for them. In fact, every Disciple Town unit, all 24 of them, are based on a disciple skill that kids need to have to be fully devoted disciples of Jesus Christ. But today we're talking just about the Bible. So we've been teaching this month the How to Use the Bible series. Now, there's other great curriculums out there. That's not really my point to push Disciple Town. You're welcome to use whatever you want. But I had a fifth Sunday. And whenever I have a fifth Sunday, I like to break the mold. In fact, every Disciple Town comes with an optional kind of fifth Sunday, break the mold, you know, crazy idea. And um, and so that's what I wanted to do this month. And so we created something called Bible-O-Rama. And my assistant made an awesome graphic for it. We promoted it for several weeks that this was going to be the, the Bible game Sunday and to bring your Bibles, be prepared for fun. I did a YouTube video um, tour of the games that basically was like Bible sword drill, but I used speed stacks, mats, and timers, which you don't need, but it made it really fun. We had a Bible book bonanza where they were rearranging these books of the Bible we'd made out of cereal boxes. And then we had a spelling bee, which... I thought it would be the least popular, and yet the line was really long. The kids love trying to spell these books in the Bible. It was it really surprised me. Then we had a Bible hangman, and we had a Bible scramble, and uh, and it was really fun, and it was a blast. So what I've done is I've taken all the files that I created for that Bible-orama, from the graphic to the instructions to the signs. You can blow them up 11 by 17, and you can post those around the room and the video tour. And I put that all on Kidology. It's linked in the show notes so that um, you can do the same thing one Sunday. You have a special Sunday. It doesn't have to be Sunday. You've got a Wednesday night or, or a child care situation where they say, we need you to provide child care. You say, yeah, I'll do child care, but it's actually going to be ministry, and we're going to have a fun time learning about the Bible. They had a 
a great time doing it. And so my challenge for you is to think about do your kids know the Word of God? Do they, do they know how to use the Word of God? Are they turning to the table of contents? I've been tempted, and I've never done this, but I've been tempted to go through all the church Bibles with an exacto knife or a pair of scissors and cut out the table of contents page. And I know, I know, that sounds mean and harsh. That's probably why I've never actually done it. But I really, really want kids to learn how to use their Bibles, so that they can rightly divide the word of truth. That's what Awana's theme verse is all about. Approved workmen are not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so that's my challenge for you today, is to think about what can you do in order to help kids learn their Bibles. It comes from challenging them to bring their Bibles. I have no problem rewarding kids for bringing their Bible. I don't do it every week because I don't want them that to be the total reason why. So you can balance that whole bribery thing and intrinsic motivation thing uh, by, by rewarding them spontaneously and as a surprise. So one week, every kid that's got a Bible, um, they have to hold it up, show their name in it, that it's you know their Bible. They didn't grab one from the back of the room and, um, and reward them. The next week when they show up with their Bible and they say, where's my candy? You say, I don't give candy every week. We don't bring our Bibles to get candy. We bring our Bibles because that's what we're learning from. I'm so glad you brought your Bible. Keep bringing it, and I'll bet you'll get another piece of candy some week or some other uh, treat or prize or whatever you, you like to reward kids with, an extra trading card or something. And so that's important. And then make good Bibles available to kids. So often, the Bible's intimidating enough. It can be, I hate to use the word boring, but it, to a kid, if it's just text. And so invest in some good kids' Bibles. You should teach from a kid's Bible. So they see you holding a fun kid's Bible. And there's there's a lot of good ones out there. The Adventure Bible seems to be the most popular. I don't know if you've seen the Action Bible, ESV. Now, the Action Bible, just the Action Bible, is the whole Bible in comic. And that's amazing. And I totally encourage my kids to get that. But they actually have an action Bible, study Bible, that's the full text of the of the ESV version. And then it's got excerpts from the action Bible. Sometimes it's black and white. Sometimes it's full color. Sometimes it's used in the text of the pages. So what I did is I went online. I think it was um, uh, oh, christianbooks.com or it might have been uh, biblesbythecase.com. But I ordered um, several dozen of those so I could get them at a discount. And so I could um, save on shipping because for parents to buy a Bible online with shipping is expensive. And I'm making those available. And I'm telling the kids, hey, when you check in at our check-in counter, this Action Bible Study Bible is available. I just bought a limited number because I don't want to be stuck with a bunch of Bibles that that I paid for. And um, and kids are buying them. And they're excited about them. And the parents are encouraged because when they get a cool Bible that's got pictures, it's got little study notes, it's got helps in it, it makes the Bible more inviting and more exciting uh, to read. And then it helps kids discover things. So teach from a Bible, make good Bibles available, and then use the Bible when you teach. Do sword drills. I include, I, we call it Bible Dash and Disciple Town, same thing. I do that every week because I want kids looking up treasures of truth in the Word of God. We call them life nuggets because our theme is kids rock. So everything's about rocks and pebbles and nuggets. And um, But when they start to see these these um, amazing things that are in the Bible and how practical it is, it starts to create a sense of curiosity. I remember my dad when I turned 12, and I can't, this podcast, I won't give you the whole you're a man speech and, and, and how only the American culture has this teenager thing, but he really uh, challenged me to step up and to be a man and to not, to assume the responsibilities of my life. He, I'll tell you, in a nutshell, he defined a teenager 
as someone who wants the privileges of adulthood without the responsibilities of adulthood. It was an amazing, life-transforming um, talk that he gave me. And part of that is he gave me a Thompson Chain Reference Bible. And I love showing this Bible to the kids and explaining how there's a topic. You go to the margin. You see the topic. It gives you the next verse in the Bible that's on that topic. That's why it's called a chain. And you can follow that chain and you can read all the verses about faith as a chain through the Bible or about love or, or about forgiveness or whatever. And and in the back, there's a whole archaeological guide and there's maps. And in fact, a third of this Bible is reference tools. It's, it's an amazing Bible. And as I've shared my own love for my Thompson Chain Reference Bible, I've had kids go out and tell their parents they want a Thompson Chain Reference Bible. And I, I think they're like 50 bucks. I mean, if you get a good one. And, um, and then they come and they're so proud of it. So teach from the Bible. Use scripture when you teach. Now we want to make the Bible fun and, and we want to make teaching engaging and exciting and creative. And so we do skits and we do dramas and we do puppets and I do all of that. But there has to be that time where you're preaching from the word of God, where you put it up on the screen and you have your teaching points and you do this mini sermon. Because what you're doing is you're showing that all of this, all the hoopla, all the fun, all the laughter, everything, it comes from this book. It comes from this amazing book that God gave us. And so a love for something is contagious. You, you may have some interests that you normally would not have been interested in, but you have a friend or a family or your spouse that have an interest in that, and you end up absorbing that interest. You know, my wife would have probably never been a Star Wars fan to the degree she is had she not married me. But she can't help but pick up the love of Star Wars, you know, and I got into rubber stamping. I've got right here in my box, of my desk, a whole box of punches and rubber stamps. Not many guys are into rubber stamping and card making, but, but why do I love it? Because my wife loves it, and she's got a craft room full of all this stuff for making cards. And I was like, well, I, I want I want to get into that a little bit, and I just borrow my wife's. And so our interests are influenced by the interests of those that we love and those around us. Well, it's the same with the kids. If you love the Word of God, if you're excited about it, if you're sharing nuggets out of it, if you're challenging the kids it, as they like you and they look up to you and they want to be like you, then that that love for the Word of God becomes contagious. All right? So teach from the Bible. Use the Bible. Challenge kids to bring their Bibles. Make the Bible central, but also give them practical skills. You think it's easy for kids to look up a Bible verse. Well, even this week as we did our Bible-orama and we did the sword drill thing, there were kids that, you know, didn't have a clue. Even when they got to the right book of the Bible, they'd be looking for chapter 10 and they'd be on verse 6 and they'd be turning the wrong way. And I'd say, no, 10's bigger than 6. You, you got to go this way. The numbers go high. And, and you're thinking, wow, this is so basic. And then they get to the chapter and you're like, oh, you see those little numbers? Those, those are the verses. We assume the kids automatically know this stuff, but they don't. They have to be taught. They have to be trained. And you have to be patient with them and let them do it on their own. People learn best by what they do, not by what somebody shows them, right? What's the old saying? You know, you can take a guy fishing and he'll starve. If you teach him to fish, you know, he can take care of himself. I'm sure I messed that up. But the principle's there. And so that's my challenge for you. So this is a short podcast today, but what I want you to do is I want you to think about how well can my kids actually use the, the Word of God is the Bible central to my ministry? And if it isn't, that's okay. You're, you're a normal church if it isn't because it, the Bible's kind of a dying uh, thing. I mean, I, I travel around and I don't see Bibles, don't see kids with Bibles. Part of it's their parents don't bring Bibles, and I know they've got on the iPad and the iPhone and all that. And I want kids to fall in love with the printed 
written word of God so that they understand there's something significant and something special about it and that it's inspired. And so think about what can I do to get kids to bring their Bibles, to use their Bibles. It might be changing some things in the way um, that you even teach and that your small group leaders teach, making sure that they bring a Bible and that they're using their Bibles because that is one of the greatest things we can pass on to our kids. In fact, if I can be so bold as to say one of the greatest evaluations of your ministry, the long-term benefit and impact of your ministry is how well kids know their Bible and can use their Bible when they leave your ministry. Are you sending kids into the junior high ministry that love the Word of God, know the books of the Bible, know how to look up a Bible verse, have a love for memorizing God's Word, which is another whole topic? Because if you are, you are equipping them for some pretty tough years ahead of them in junior high and high school. And they've got to know how to use the Word of God. So that is my challenge for you today. And my gift to you, so that it's practical, is all that stuff um, that will help you do your own Bible-orama Sunday, if you would like. And I'm so delighted to make you aware of the Great Adventure Cards, if you're not already, created by a Kidology member named Dan Huffman, who created these for his own church, and now they're available on Kidology. Well, until next time, this is Pastor Carl coming to you from Kidology.org. Remember, you can shape the show with your questions to Carl at KidmanTalk.com, on Twitter at KidmanTalk, or at Kidologist. I would love to hear from you, and I'd love your feedback. Be sure to check out the show notes, because I'm going to put a lot of goodies on that page to help you teach kids about the Word of God. Till next time, later. <laughs>